Right now it's time to talk television, and I'm joined by Caitlin Cherry. Hi, Caitlin. Hey, how are you going? Very good, thank you. I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on Arnold's. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things where my brother had told me about it, and I was like, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I don't want to watch it about some, you know, Hollywood guy. Yeah. You know, I don't really care. But um, now I'm completely changed my mind. It is really fascinating. So this is a um, three-part series about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and each of the part is divided into his um, divided into his life. So, um, first of all, his athletic career as yeah. a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and his upbringing in Austria. The second part is about his career as an actor. And the third part is called American. So, it's about him becoming the governor of California and various things like that. Um, I mean, obviously, it is a very positive documentary about him. It's very much about him, him talking about himself, old footage of him, old photos of him. But he is also not shying away from vulnerability and uh, his errors, which is, makes it um, less of a pomp piece and more of a, um, you know, a feeling a bit more relatable. So yeah. in terms of his career as an athlete, he was brought up in post-war Austria. Um, he moved into competitive bodybuilding after seeing uh, a Mr. Universe person on a poster playing Hercules, and he was absolutely, um, you know, captured by him. He had quite a disciplinarian father and he was very competitive with his brother and he was very focused. So he was like, right, what do I need to do to become Miss Universe? And so he tried and tried and tried, didn't always win. Finally, he won in 1968 and then he went to the US thinking he would just completely crush it and unfortunately came second, was devastated, (laughs) then carried on, worked out what to do. And there's a great quote. He said, I cried the whole night. The next day I said, okay, you cried like a little baby, you <laughs> asshole. Now let's move on. <laughs> you can just imagine this voice saying it. Yeah. And, um, but sort of quite inspiring, actually, his ability to, you know, it's actually overcoming uh, adversity that is the making of him, really, mm. because the odds were really stacked against him. So he'd barely spoken English. He had a terribly thick accent. So after he'd sort of conquered that world of bodybuilding, he wanted to conquer Hollywood. Um, and they all just dismissed him and said, you know, no, all the Hollywood managers, he couldn't get an agent. And it wasn't until he featured in an iron, a pumping iron documentary that he got quite famous, and that sort of helped. But his very first role was, a, was called Hercules in New York. You can actually look up some clips of this. Really? Yeah. quite funny. And because his accent was so thick, they dubbed him over and so he's just got this really <laughs> completely different voice. It's like, hey, you know, not like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, and then finally he kind of, um, you know, got to those next, uh, you know, once he'd done Pumping Iron, then he kind of moved into some of those bigger movies and, um, you know, the rest is history. Then part three is about him deciding, right, now that I've conquered the world of film, I'm going to conquer the world of politics. Gosh. And he, you know, was on a mission to become the governor of California. He succeeded. Um, again, there were lots of naysayers saying that it was never going to happen. 
um, and it made him even more determined. And yeah, so he became um, the governor of California. And actually, I didn't quite realise, because I think when he was the governor of California, I wasn't massively taking a lot of notice of California politics, yeah. but he did some quite remarkable things. He brought um, a lot of, he brought the Republicans and the Democrats together to make some really important climate change um, rulings and um, sustainability moves and um, he was in for a long time and he actually learnt from his mistakes and got everyone together. Yeah, that's impressive and I imagine, you know, he would have got a similar reaction when he announced that he was going into politics as he would have when he first told people he was going to get into acting. Um, yeah, exactly. And that was exactly. the making of him, right? The, just the willingness to do it anyway. Quite huge when you when you think about it, that Hollywood just said, oh, okay, great, our uh, leading man can have a massively thick Austrian accent. It takes a, a bit of a leap of faith, or maybe he was just big enough and interesting enough to people at that point that it no longer felt like a risk. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I think it's sheer determination. Um, it doesn't show away from a couple of things. So number one, his um, a groping of women. So... Basically, in the documentary, it's raised, you know, when he was going for the governor of um, California role, some women came forward and said he'd groped them on film sets and various places. And he was like, oh, I've made mistakes in the past and I was trying to be playful and I'm sorry. But actually, in the documentary, he acknowledges it even further and he actually says, look, um, I, it doesn't matter what the time was, if it's Muscle Beach days or 40 years ago or today, it was wrong, it was bullshit, forget all the excuses, it was wrong. Yeah. So, I thought that was pretty good. And yeah. also his infidelity. So he fathered a child with their family housekeeper. And eventually oh, it came out. Yeah, and um, that's when his wife left him. Um, and so they've been separated ever since that moment. And he was really quite a staunch family man. Um, so he really stuffed it up. And so he's sort of, when he's talking, he's always on his own. You know, he, you sort of see this lonely-ish man. I think he probably has many regrets. But he just carries on. He says, I just don't dwell. He just goes and works. So he goes and digs out all the, his little pony and various <laughs> weird animals. And he just goes and cleans out their stalls and does all that stuff because he's a great believer in hard work. Great, great. So you felt pretty good about the world after watching it? You liked it? I felt really good. And I also think he's doing some really important work in trying to fight against hate because mm. um, he understands what it's like to have what he talked about. Actually, rather than from the sort of perspective of the victims of the Holocaust, because he was post-war, he actually talked about the people who had kind of said nothing or got involved from the Austrian side and how lost and guilty and terrible their lives were afterwards, after World War II. Mm. He was almost directly talking to those who were kind of joining hate groups and starting to do that rhetoric um, and it's actually quite an interesting message to uh, some of those people. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, a word on Ted Lasso. Well, have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Really? I mean, I'd heard a lot about it, and I was like, great, finally watch it. And the thing is, like, it's very lovely. I just, for those who haven't seen it, uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, plays an American football coach called Ted Lasso, who's hired to coach a British football team called Richmond, so completely different sport from American football, but I am to actual soccer, as he calls it. Um, and we find out very early on that his hiring was actually an attempt by the owner of the team to get them to lose 
uh, to punish her ex-husband because she won the team in her divorce. Yeah. Um, he's a big-hearted softie. He's kind of like a cooler Ned Flanders kind of character, <laughs> um, but of like oakley doakley style. Yeah. And he wins everyone over with his fatherliness. I just feel that I think it was a great concept, but because they've carried the series on for a long time, they were trying to find depth to him. And to me, it felt a little bit too hard. It was a bit try-hard, sort of trying to find these hidden hidden depths of this man. The other issue I have with it is no coaching actually happens. (laughs) They play these games. Really, and the, play, the the coaches just stand around and do nothing and don't make any decisions, <laughs> and the players just do their thing. Did you reach? Did you go through to the end? Because there is a moment where they have where is a, a coaching breakthrough um, high on an acid trip in Amsterdam, as I recall. I have not got to that point okay. yet. I'm about that gets fairly technical. Three, but, I think, but it's mostly um, motivational pep talks yeah. and one-on-one sort of. Yeah. Psychological and support, yeah. There's very lovely moments. There's the friendship between the men and their kindness and the fact that they all talk about their feelings and help each other out. Lovely. It's got a big, lot of real heart and it's a wholesome. And it is a nice thing to watch. It's just that I suppose I'm a little bit used to something a bit grittier, yeah. even in my comedies, and it just feels sometimes it's just a little bit too twee. Yeah, I understand that. I think a lot of us enjoyed it because it... Didn't have any violence or, <laughs> or gratuitous swearing or you know all that other sort of nasty stuff. But um, but I hear you. And bear in mind, they, I mean, they started off as a sketch. I think they played it halfway through the Super Bowl, um, or maybe it was a promotion for the Super Bowl. Anyway, it was a it was a comedy sketch, and then they turned it into an episode and a pilot, and then they turned that into a season, and then they've turned that into a series. So yes, I guess. There's a lot of kind of how are we going to flesh this out going on among the uh, producers and writers. Yes, I can. Yeah, that yeah, pretty much sums up what I mean. I think that it was meant to be something quite light, and they've had to really plumb the depths to try and get some real heft to it. And it doesn't really have heft. It's not to say it's not good. It's just that it wouldn't have been amazing to actually start that with a really strong character. Thank you. And finally, the last word on the last word. Yeah, the last word on the last word, it's a German dramedy on Netflix, so that's a comedy drama. Um, a new widow uh, is, uh, goes to her husband's funeral, and the funeral director is so terrible at the eulogy, she just gets up and takes over, and then she realises she's really good at it. Oh. So the whole series is about her deciding to be a eulogist, even though she, her husband has just died. Right. And she has that knack of utter honesty and kind of, telling people what they need to hear, but also letting them have the funeral they want in saying, forget the rules, let's send this person off the way that will make you happy. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fun watch, uh, subtitles obviously, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It's called The Last Word. It's German and it's on Netflix. Ted Lasso is on Apple TV if you want to watch it and make your own mind up. And Arnold is on Netflix as well. Netflix will be pleased with the plug. Caitlin, there's a bit of word going around. There's nothing decent to watch on that service anymore. you just got to look around a little bit. Yeah. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. Cheers. Caitlin Cherry, our TV critic.